Hi, Shahan. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Avery? I will say this. I feel like the last time since we talked and like talked about Mid and Men, I feel like the world is burning. Like I feel <laughs> <laughs> like in between this short amount of time between episodes, I just feel like the world is falling apart. I don't know mm-hmm. about you, but. Oh, sure. Yes. Political conflicts, war. All of it, it feels like we experienced all six years of Luke Benward aging in the time between these two episodes. (laughs) It's been an age. (laughs) I absolutely feel that way. And so I just feel like the world has felt really heavy these past couple weeks. And I will say I'm coming into this space just very excited that we have decoms in our lives just to like, just to, you know... A little bit of escapism, a little bit of like making life a little more joyful, a little sing song and dance. I'm I'm happy to be here with you, Sean. Thank you so much for saying that, Avery. I feel exactly the same. Like I outside of the world at large have also been very stressed by work, by just everything going on in the world. Definitely. Um, So I truly just felt so happy watching this movie. Which I know, I think we say it every time, but there's a reason we host this podcast, because these movies make us so happy. (laughs) They do. They really do. (laughs) I feel like I'm quoting a different Dove Cameron film. Ben makes me happy. Okay, let's save that for Descendants. (laughs) I'm, I'm coming into this space. I will say this. So we're, we're talking about Cloud Nine. No, Mm -hmm. no big surprise. I'll fix the sign. But you're going to have to pay for Will's sled yourself. You're going to work at the dog kennel every day after school. What? Huh? First day and you're late. Not as late as that flannel shirt. Hello. Are we in Seattle? So tell me, what are you good at besides accessorizing? Accessorizing isn't just a skill. It's an art. (laughs) And second of all, I am the best shredder in Summit Valley. You spend more time styling outfits and working on board technique. Then how did I make the team? Your daddy owns the resort. Now, just calm down. Calm down? I'm a fake that everyone knows. She's facing the truth. Train me to compete. He's facing his fear. Here comes the cloud nine. The last time I rode, I almost died. Yeah, but you're all better now, right? (laughs) And together. Tell me this gets easier. It does. After about 50 more times. They'll risk it all. Bigger. Still talking about. Get back on top. The Cloud Nine could be a second chance for both of us. It's too dangerous. For me or for you? The Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> Starring Dove Cameron and Luke Benward. It takes no fear. Nothing's impossible. Cloud Nine. The Disney Channel original movie. Coming. To Disney Channel. We're talking about Cloud Nine, and I do remember us. I have very vivid memory of us <laughs> watching this together at your house in 2014. Was it summer? Maybe that sounds. I right. think it was a summer break during college. We said it's time. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I recall, it was a double feature, and this double feature is going to shock our audience <laughs> because I think it reveals a lot about us. <laughs> What did we watch? We watch, What did we watch in tangent with this movie, Johan? First, we watched Short Term Twelve, the Brie Larson film about a short-term juvenile care facility. 
Yes, we did. <laughs> Y'all, we watched this beautiful movie that had us in tears. Rami Malik is also in this movie. Like, I highly recommend it. It's yes, highly, movie. highly recommend. <laughs> but we also watched Cloud Nine, like, directly after. <laughs> I think we said we need... I think it's, it's a short-term 12, a gorgeous film. High recommend. Uh, Brie yes. Larson is amazing in it. And we said, it's time for a palate cleanser. That movie's heavy. It's the same way we're treating this movie right now, right? That movie's heavy. We need a little bit of uh, fluff, powder, if you will. Come in cloud Ooh. nine. <laughs> and so I, I very much have memories of us watching cloud nine and being like, oh, this was not good. Like, this wasn't a good movie. This was terrible. I remember the exact same thing. And I have questions for 2014 Avery and Jihan. What were we watching where we had we thought we had such refined taste? <laughs> We loved, I don't know. We loved Disney Channel movies. Why did we think this one didn't bring it? Because all I have to say after this viewing is this one brought what needed to be brought. <laughs> I 100% agree. I, like, this entire movie, I was, like, vividly typing away and, like, loving every minute of this movie. Like, <laughs> I enjoyed it so much. So much. As did I. And I do remember... We'll talk a bit more about acting at the end, but I do remember our big note was that Dove Cameron was really bad at acting. I remember like us being like, yo, Dove. <laughs> but one, we've since become huge Dove Cameron fans because of the Descendants trilogy. Mm-hmm. And two, I have some notes for later, but I don't think she did terribly. Yeah. I think this movie was wonderful. I think it brings a little bit of that Hallmark movie flavor to the decom world. Avery looks like she had the exact same thought, so I'm gonna throw it over to her. Literally in my notes, this feels like a teen Hallmark right? movie. It's it, it's like decom. It still has decom elements. It still has this classic teen sports movie elements, but it has like such a touch of Hallmark about it that is such a delight. Absolutely, a hundred percent agree. I think we should just dive in. I yeah. think we've I think we've, <laughs> we've set the stage so much. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. So part of why it feels so hallmark is because it is set in Summit Valley, a ski town. Mm-hmm. It is a or a, a ski resort. Yeah. Which is a beautiful uh, snowy mountain. It's sort of an Aspen Vale type thing. Don't know about it. Don't know that life. But I I tell you what. I could talk about amplitude on sn- in snowboarding all day now. I thought that was a word they made up. That's a real snowboarding term. <laughs> I said amplitude. That's got to be made up. No, it's real. <laughs> um, but yes, we're in a ski town uh, and we're immediately introduced to Dove Cameron, her character of Kayla Morgan, who is out shopping with the girls. Not a care in the world. We quickly learn that she is... Running late for a snowboarding competition. <laughs> there is no urgency for this for her for the snowboarding competition. Like she doesn't realize she's late until she thinks about her boyfriend, even though her dad got her a good luck gift. She just looks at the good luck gift and is like, ooh, a dress. After she tries it on, she's like, oh, I am late for that competition. <laughs> no, it is it is very clear that. The ru- the world runs on Kayla Morgan's schedule, and she's uh-huh. definitely like a popular girl, a queen bee, like a rich girl, just by her clothes, her demeanor, her persona. Like it's very clear early on. Mm-hmm. 
But you are right. She's late for this competition. <laughs> and boy, does she tell us because her, her the first thing she says when she gets there is, now that's what I call fashionably late. Girl, <laughs> girl, get snowboarding. Everybody's waiting for you. <laughs> but we also saw her boyfriend go first and he has a great run. His dad is his coach. Doesn't look super impressed, whatever. But and what his boyfriend said name? Oh, thank you for asking. He is Nick Swift of the Swift team. His dad is Sebastian Swift. And they are uh, on the Swift. So the Swift team is sponsored by Swift Snowboarding, I think, or Swift Gear. And also by Kayla's dad, who we'll learn very soon owns the resort. (laughs) The entire resort, people. Yes, this town. He owns the town. He owns the people. It's just, it's chaos. Um... There's a lot of money at play here, weirdly. <laughs> um, but yes, so then we see Kayla do her run on the half pipe. And um, Avery, how does she do? Uh, your girl gets like sevens and some eights. Okay. But she wins the competition. Yes. And the announcer sounds actively bored by her run and her tricks. So <laughs> I wouldn't say she's killing it. <laughs> Next, we go to the hot doggers dog kennel where... Okay, I need to pause for a moment to tell you the absolute shock I experienced both the first time I saw this movie and honestly this time re-experiencing it. The reason we put these two episodes back to back is because I first experienced Luke Benward's glow up between these two movies, these six years. So we just watched this boy at like age 14, 15, and we are now seeing him as a 20-ish year old romantic interest and the journey he took in those six years, my God. <laughs> it felt like seeing Maria Thermopolis the first time in Princess yes. Diaries after she had the makeover. Like, that's the only way I can describe it to you listeners. And, like, this isn't us being shallow, because like like Luke's character, we're about substance over style. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just shocking because we went through puberty too. And honestly, I look relatively the same. <laughs> I look the same as I did when I was 11 years old. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And so it's just <laughs> shocking to truly see the puberty experience on screen. <laughs> like every time I witness that transformation, I have to stop and be like, sir, <laughs> he is so handsome. <laughs> it is startling. <laughs> And I think that's part of the element of the Hallmark movie, though. He has that kind of swooshy hair. He's a handsome man in a flannel. He's, you know, it's very much that we almost get that city girl, country boy vibe from them. And instead of city girl, it's it's ski resort girl and dog kennel boy. (laughs) Absolutely. A hundred percent. But we are, yes, we are introduced to Hot Dockers, the dog kennel that is on the resort property. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a business that is owned by Will Cloud's mom. Mm-hmm. And so the business is actually not doing too great. Um, she opened this business, but her his mom still has to like work a second job while Will takes care of the dogs at the kennel. And we get a little like understanding or it's, I think it's left unsaid, but you see a picture of Will like on the shelf or on like a counter. And so you understand that like he used to be a competitive snowboarder because like you see him with a medal and it's clearly Mm -hmm. like him after winning a competition. Yeah. And he does straight up say, please put that away. That's behind me, which is mm, classic. (laughs) 
ooh, he's got a dark past. He's broody. We ooh. love to see it. I will say, he does a decent, he, he does a half decent job playing broody. He's a little too cheerful. To, I think the character's supposed to be very broody, but you're just like, oh, he's a handsome, nice man. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, and also, as a note, every dog in this kennel is depressed. We will hear that repeatedly. <laughs> there is a dog who plays dead out of boredom. He'd just rather be. <laughs> it's dark. I don't know why they're depressed. Um, maybe because their owners bring them to a ski resort where they can't do anything. I don't know. Um, so to kind of give the dogs a little breather, Handsome Will takes them out on his little dog walking sled, which is so cute. <laughs> it's like a little, little little sled for pushing these dogs right around through the snow. Uh, I was delighted. <laughs> and so on this little walk, we find out two things, I guess from, I guess, side characters. One is that Nick and Kayla are both seeing Will walk these dogs and they like pity him because it's like, oh, he got injured. Like he used to be a great snowboarder. Like he mm-hmm. used to be a contender. And then... <laughs> um, and then, like, he got injured. And then we're also introduced to Will's friends, Sam and Deke. Dink? Sorry. Dink, yeah. Who, mm-hmm. um, who both want him, both want Will to, like, get back out there and tell him, like, dude, like, there's still space on our team for you. Like, come back mm-hmm. on the snow. Like, catch some powder. I don't know. They want him to come back. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're sweethearts. They're both, they're both kind of, like, just happy-go-lucky friend characters <laughs> they're, yes, yes. Uh, and they're goofy one is very uh very goofy and the, uh, and the other one's like obsessed with the weather and the perfect like snow like snowboarding conditions um team swift is rude to their team uh they like uh they the other two members of team swift other than kayla and nick are these Two guys whose names do not matter to me. I frankly don't remember them. <laughs> but um, maybe Justin for one of them. I don't know. But they like um, cover <laughs> cover uh, Will with snow. Uh, Will and his friends with snow. And uh, they like do that thing where you like shoot a bunch of snow from under your snowboard. I don't know how, what it's called. And they like skid at, at them, you know? We're clearly um, winter athletes. <laughs> listen, I do later in my notes write, this is my Olympics. <laughs> Um, but they're, they're rude. They're like, you and your little girlfriend should go to the doggy park about Donald the dog. And I just want to pause a moment here because this is not important to the plot. Okay. But there was a joke that was so shocking to me to see in a Disney Channel original movie that I had to stop for a second because he's like, you and your little girlfriend should go to the doggy park. And Will says, he's a male. And then he picks up the dog and we don't see the dog's lower half. But the implication here is that he showed them the dog's genitalia. <laughs> Why is that in this film? That's not even a decom gag in any way. I don't <laughs> and know. It's not funny. And there's no reaction to the joke. Um, it doesn't land in the movie. It doesn't land in the real world. I don't know why it's there. But you know what? Why am I complaining? Because we're watching a perfect film, Avery. <laughs> Oh my lord. Okay. His friends want him to get those guys back by beating them. And he's like, I am not competing this season. Fine. Mm -hmm. So that evening, we are at the fire and ice kickoff party. So 
there's been reference that there is something called a fire and ice competition. And so this is the party, I guess, to like celebrate it. We find out here that Kayla's dad indeed like owns the resort. And we also see that Nick's dad, like the team coach, is very tough on Nick. Like mm-hmm. he is very much that traditional or I guess that typical like sports pushing dad that is like you yeah. have to be the best. Like it's very clear that Nick just wants love and his dad <laughs> is not giving it to him. <laughs> yes. And um, stereotypical decom sports dad. We have seen this man many times over. We'll see him again. Like What matters to him is the victory. Mm -hmm. He thought he was good today, but not good enough. So we see Kayla like comfort Nick though. She like believes in him. She was impressed with his personal best and they're like cute together. She like, she supports him. Yeah. So coach Swift, Nick's dad, does the big announcement for this competition. This year, the fire and ice competition is going to be televised nationally, which is a huge deal for everyone. So the Fire and Ice competition, it's bigger, right? The competition we saw Kayla win, that we saw Nick win, it was like their local uh, Summit Valley competition. Fire and Ice is the next level up. Mm -hmm. We see an exchange between Nick and his dad, and he's like, clearly upset. We don't know what's going on. And Kayla, sweet girl that she is, steps up to like diffuse the tension. And Nick's dad is like, you need to start thinking like a winner, be willing to do whatever it takes. And we don't know what that means. And Nick's like, you just, don't worry about it, Kayla. You know my dad. He's just always on me. Daddy Swift is up to no good. I'm telling you, he, mm, I don't like him. He's got bad vibes. Yeah, perfect description. Bad vibes. Meanwhile, we see our baby boy, Will Cloud. Is he at the party? No, he's not. He's still walking the dog with the dog <laughs> sled at night, looking from above, being like, oh. I don't even want to go to the party anyway. Like that was the thing I never liked about competing. And we're like, oh. Like I know he has friends, but it really seems like he only talks to these depressed dogs. Um, Your boy's in a bad place. (laughs) (laughs) Nick also, we see Nick talk about how he, he's like, oh, maybe I'll learn to cloud nine. And that's where we learn the cloud nine is the move that Will broke his leg trying. He's the only one who knows how to do it and no one has ever successfully pulled it off. Kayla's like, sorry, that's what you want to try? And he's like, I could study it. (laughs) Okay, Nick. (laughs) Um, So after the party, they're out on the, uh, Nick, uh, Kayla and Team Swift are out on the mountain, up to teenage shenanigans, I'd say. And they find the doggy daycare sled. And they're like, oh my God. Oh, we got to ride this. And Nick's like, yeah, come on, let's do it, Kayla. And they pressure Kayla into joining. I will say the only reason she doesn't want to do it is that she thinks it looks smelly. If she thinks it's a bad idea, she never says that. So she's peer pressured, but she's peer pressured into doing something gross, not doing the bad thing. So the sled starts going really fast and it becomes clear that Nick can't control it because he says, Kayla, I can't control it. But what does Nick do, y'all? He can't control this sled. First of all, he's in the front. Kayla's in the back. He tells <laughs> Kayla, Kayla, I can't control this. And rather than try to find a way to stop the sled, boy just leaves. Like, boy jumps off the sled and leaves Kayla on the sled to die. Like, <laughs> truly to die. He's like, Kayla, I'm sorry. And then the sled goes careening. Like, it goes through. There's this beautiful giant vintage sign that says you're at the Summit Valley Resort. Will has talked about how gorgeous the sign is. And she goes straight through the sign. 
I just, <laughs> y'all, I wish you would have seen it. Mouth dropped. But what sucks about this is that she crashes and then the rest of Team Swift, mind you, her boyfriend included, leaves her in the snow, dead or alive. <laughs> and they let her take the blame. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, you see, there's... The clip of her flying off of the sled. So the sled goes off a cliff or some shit. And you just see like this body go flying in the opposite direction. And it's truly like, oh, you didn't check on that. <laughs> um. Anyway, so the ski patrol or whatever finds her, takes her back to her dad. And they're like, okay, we won't report it anywhere because you own the resort. But the, the dad's going to pay for the sign. But he makes... Kayla apologized to Will, and it's very clear that he does not think the apology is good enough because she's like, mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. It, it's just like, it's a, an apology. It's not like anything special. So the dad's like, but Kayla will pay for the sled by working at the dog kennel every day after school. Will does not look thrilled either. Kayla looks horrified. <laughs> we love to see it because I feel like in this moment, like both of them are shocked. They're like, what, what? And instantly in this moment, Jahan, like I saw an enemies to lover story, a Bruin. Like <laughs> wow. Will is like, uh, she's like a spoiled rich brat who like, he is not excited to work with her. And Kayla's like, I don't want to work with you. And so I just felt it. It was a Bruin and I was so excited. <laughs> so we got to see some of the good side of Kayla because the dad's like, well, if you don't want to work at the kennel, tell me who else was involved. And your girl is loyal. She does not rat them out. But I will say she is loyal to trash. <laughs> mm -hmm, loyal mm -hmm. to garbage men. We see the start of an enemies to lovers because they clash. Um, Will's like, oh, sorry to interfere with your, like you spending your daddy's money. I know you're real busy. In this moment, Will also calls Kayla's snowboarding sloppy. And that the only reason why she's on the Swift team is because her daddy owns the resort. Yes, that's what's so important. This is the first time we see anybody like level with, I know it's early in the movie, but it's the only time we've seen anybody level with Kayla about like how she snowboards. Cause everyone's like, oh, you killed it, you killed it. And he's like, what are you even good at? Like accessorizing? And she was like, everyone knows I shred major powder. And I will say, I think part of the reason this Dove Cameron performance didn't hit for us the first time we saw it is because they have her saying lines like, everybody knows I shred major powder. <laughs> That girl doesn't look like she can deliver a line about snowboarding. What were they thinking? <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's very Emperor's New Groove, right? Where like, Will is the only one telling her that her snowboarding is not good. Mm. But she thinks she's great because she's on the Swift team. Here I also wrote, Luke Benward's voice drop was so serious because his voice is very deep when he says these things to her. And then I wrote, puberty hit him like a full goddamn bus. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> I do want to say that at some point that evening, after dad says that she has to work at the kennel, Nick does come that night and like throws a snowball under her roof. I don't know. It's trying to be romantic, but not because we're mad at Nick. And Nick apologizes and was like, oh, like, I wish I could take your place. Like, I'm sorry you got in trouble. Old bitch. Yeah. <laughs> does he like... <laughs> stand up and take ownership no so no. this apology is bogus <laughs> so bogus and they're like yeah there is an obvious thing he there is an action he could take he's just saying words 
Yeah. Um, so she shows up to the kennel and a gorgeous dog named Buford is being dropped off in a hat and coat. But that's irrelevant to the story. <laughs> I just want to say <laughs> that is a dog with style and class. <laughs> She's late on her first day, but like uh, Will starts to give her a little bit of a run of the kennel. He's like, these are the dogs. They're all depressed. <laughs> they really talk about how depressed these dogs are quite often. And I'm like, somebody get these dogs some medical care. <laughs> Figure out what they need. And like, if it wasn't for his sled rides, they'd hardly ever get out. So that's really mm -hmm. all these dogs have going for them. And like Kayla's like, well, if anyone should be depressed here, it's me. So she's not great currently. She's like pretty shitty about the kennel at every opportunity to be. Mm -hmm. she's, she's not at her, the height of charm yet. Like Kayla is kind of annoying at the start. And I feel like we haven't gotten into that too much, but she's like, it's not just that everyone's lying to her about how good she is. She's also like, a little shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, totally agree. <laughs> yeah. It's during this time too, while Kayla is on the job at the hockey kennel that she gets a voicemail from Nick's dad mm -hmm. that says like, oh, because you crashed into the billboard, she violated the code of conduct and she's officially getting kicked off the Swift team. I can't believe it. <laughs> she can't believe it. <laughs> Girl is totally distraught. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, this was a huge part of her identity, unfortunately. She goes to Nick and he's like, it was either you or us. What was I supposed to do? This boy knew. He knew she was going to get cut. And he did nothing. He's like, I didn't want to get all of us kicked off. And she's like, well, if you own up, couldn't, like, the punishment be less? Because it's all of us? This is when uh, things get a little heated. Because she's like okay, you don't want to take, he doesn't want to take the chance and like lose the team. So she's like, you can't win without me. And he says, actually, yes, we can. And truly the rest of Team Swift just ducks out of the scene. They're like, oh no, thank you. We can't be here for this. <laughs> because the truth is finally coming out. And she says yet another line that made me go, why would you do this to my girl Dove? <laughs> I am the best girl shredder in Summit Valley, Nick. Maybe they should have hired me. Ooh. I think that was believable coming from me. That delivery! Right? Like, I felt like the best girl shredder in Summit Valley. Y'all, like, my girl is out here boasting and bragging, claiming that she's the best, and, like, the truth comes out, and it's mm. bad. We find <laughs> out that Nick's dad has been rigging the competition, putting Kayla up against girls that she can win against because her dad is bankrolling the team. And so Kayla is just like, this is a whole nother level of distraught. Like not only is she kicked off the team y'all, but like finding out that she was never even really good. Yes. World shattering. <laughs> Truly. So she goes and confronts her dad about it. And her dad doesn't deny it. <laughs> it's a rough day for Miss Kayla. <laughs> yeah. And so... Kayla is realizing that she's a fake, that everybody knew that she was a fake except for her. And like, it's just too much. Like, I will say, like, I'm all about, you know, humbling a person and like bringing them back to earth. But like, this was all too much in one day. It was, yeah, it's like a steeper fall than I'm used to in these decoms. Like, this girl was not ready for what she was learning. <laughs> like, I know her problems don't really matter, but like, 
It was very sad. Her dad's like, it's not about winning or losing. You were having fun. And she's like, sorry, do you think this is fun? (laughs) Finding out like I'm just a complete fake, right? And she's like, no wonder everyone thinks I'm just daddy's little rich girl. And this is the wildest exchange of the movie to me. (laughs) Because the dad goes, people are always going to be jealous of you. But you feel no shame because of my success in business. (laughs) Why was this said? (laughs) This is privilege if I ever heard it written. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Listen, don't feel bad about your privilege. <laughs> That's, it's not your fault your daddy owns the town. <laughs> this is too much. Um, and she's like, I don't, dad. And I was like, okay, well, this is not a line you're going to get in a 2022 decom, certainly. <laughs> I feel shame because I was acting like someone I'm not. So she felt like all that confidence she had was deserved. And now yeah. what was she up to? What was she doing? Right. Like Avery said, everything's falling apart for this girl. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if she does say that, like, if she had known she wasn't any good, she would have worked harder. Mm. She knows she can be great. Yeah. A girl was complacent. <laughs> Again, privilege in action. <laughs> yep. I just, I had to take a side because I feel so bad for her, but not really. But it's sad. Like, your dad straight up thinks you need to be lied to and protected. (laughs) You're that bad. Yeah. But the next day, Kayla's working at Hot Doggers. Dink and Sam, like, come into the shop and Will gives them, like, snowboarding advice. And so Kayla kind of overhears this and this kind of, you know, perks her attention. And then we also see that, you know, Kayla's been trying to call her boy Nick. And Nick is ducking and dodging her calls. Like, she's going straight to voicemail. The disrespect. (laughs) After all this girl has been through. So, Will peels out with his friends because he's like, we need some pizza therapy. You know, his friend crashed his snowboard and he was giving him advice. And he's like, come on, I'll take you out for pizza. Don't worry, Kayla's got the shop covered. And he leaves her with a wild list of, uh, with a list of things to do, her job. So the dog that we've seen most is Donald, who is depressed and loves to play dead. These are his two things. Um, And she's told to lock up Donald, which she does, and then give Buford, my handsome prince, a bath. Um, (laughs) And she's doing all of that. She's doing her job. Um, I think she says something to the dog like, you know, You're never so sad that you can't wash your hair. No, it's like life is never so bad that you can't wash your hair. And I was like, Kayla, are you speaking directly to me? Are you telling me to go take a shower? (laughs) I'll do it. Okay. (laughs) Life is never so bad. (laughs) And then, um, but then Donald, Donald says, I will not stay in my kennel. And this dog unlocks his kennel and unlocks every other dog's kennel. And these dogs push. They don't know how much Kayla's been through today, I guess, because they push her into a dog bath and then escape. Yeah. They go out of the kennel onto the snow, like onto the resort. And Kayla is over here trying to chase them. And all the soaking people at the wet. resort. Oh yeah, soaking wet. All the people at the resort see her soaking wet, chasing these dogs, and so they're laughing and making fun of her. And even Nick is there, and it is in this moment at Kayla's lowest that he goes, "Uh, yeah, I think we need to break up because I need to focus on my training." This girl has to stop. And first of all, she does stop to talk to Nick, 
while four plus dogs are on the loose. She's like, okay, I guess I'll take this moment. And what she gets in return <laughs> is her heart stepped on. <laughs> like she was like so ready to have this a conversation with him where she was like, thank you for telling me the truth. Thank you for like being the person to tell me that I that I was like being that the competition was rigged nobody was honest with her yeah and she like even says that like through it all i'm so grateful i still have you and this boy says it's time <laughs> and the thing is he doesn't do it softly <laughs> oh no absolutely not she's like i'm not on the team just gives me more time to cheer for you and he goes that's not gonna work for me and this delivery I was like, Nick, oh my God, because it's so cold-blooded. This actor stepped it up and said, I can go full robot for you. <laughs> I can go Terminator of hearts. And um, she goes, why not? I'm a great cheerer. And he says, oh, no, no. The part about being your boyfriend. <laughs> he doesn't go, it's not you, it's me. He just goes, sorry, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> Y'all, Nick is absolute trash. He really said, okay, she knows she can't snowboard. Now let's destroy her emotionally. So this girl has had her heart trodden on after everything else. So she shows up back at this kennel, just a complete wreck. And she then is like, sorry, I understand. I really screwed up. I'm fired. And the mom's like, no, why would you be fired? And she's like, no, I'm fired. Please fire me. <laughs> but the mom blames Will for leaving her on her own without any training, which is fair. <laughs> yeah. Later, Kayla gets with her girls and her girls are trying to, you know, pump her up and say that she doesn't need Nick, that like she'll do better without him. At this point, I forget. You may have to remind me. They bring up Will, right? Yeah. So they're like trying to get her to see a silver lining because they're like, yeah. remember when I failed my driver's test? I met a cute boy on the bus. And she's like, sorry, you got a cute boy. I got a dirty dog kennel. And that's they're like, well, well, you got a dirty dog kennel with Will Cloud, who is not uncute, is what they say. And I would just like to say, yeah, we know he's not uncute. He's smoking. He's <laughs> Truly, I think it's been eight years of me thinking he was dreamy in this movie. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> but because they're thinking of him, one of the friends remembers that he won an epic fail award for the crash that took him out of competition. Mm -hmm. So they go to watch it. And I don't know who would give this video an award because it is haunting. Like you watch, it's just like a bad snowboard crash. Why would you be? It's not like a funny snowboard crash. This yeah. boy goes down attempting the cloud nine. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's bad. So next day, Kayla and Will are at the dock kennel and Kayla says that she can spruce up the place. She can make the dog kennel a little bit better if Will trains her for the fire and ice competition. Whoa. So she, she thinks the dogs are depressed because the place looks depressing. Mm -hmm. And she, he's like, we can't afford, you know, to spruce the place up. And she's like, well, you know, I vintage shop. I, uh, you don't need a lot of money to have a whole lot of style. And she thinks they'd get more customers if the place was classier. Excuse me. How many dog kennels are com they competing with on this mountain? <laughs> I don't know. If they don't have enough customers, it's because people are logically not bringing their dogs when they go skiing. The problem is not style. The problem is the business model. <laughs> I have notes. 
<laughs> but anyway, Will's like, you know what? Appearances aren't everything. And this is when he says, I take substance over style any day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, he's because like, he's like, your whole issue has been that you're all about appearances. You appeared that you were good at snowboarding. You don't have any substance, rude. And Dang. like, she's like, <laughs> yeah. and so that's why she makes the deal. She's like, I'll make this place look better on the outside. And you prove that there's more to me on the, than there than it like looks like on the surface, which, you know, they've, uh, it's a win-win as far as she's concerned. He's like, no, snowboarding is behind me. I'm not a coach. She's like, you know your stuff. You like fix your friend's tricks. And he's like, I almost died. <laughs> he's truly like trying to put snowboarding behind him. He tore a tendon, shattered an ankle, collapsed a lung, my God. And she's like, to be as good as you were, you have to really love it. And that means you can't just walk away. Gorgeous. <laughs> so they're, but they're like starting to have, if not a friendship, like a rapport where, you know, she's actually doing work at the kennel. He's actually treating her like a human being. So they walk the dogs together and he's like, you don't even have a team. And she's like, what about these guys? And it's Sam and Dink, his old teammates and his buddies. Mm -hmm. We also find out on this walk that Team Swift has replaced Kayla. And she's been replaced with Sky Sailor, a girl who has never lost. <laughs> she's never lost. She appears to have moved to this town to compete because she's she normally competes in Aspen. But yes. she is here. She is on Team Swift. Kayla's like, look, Team Swift doesn't think of either of us as a threat. When he fell doing the Cloud Nine, he lost to Team Swift. He would have beaten them if he had landed yep. it. Mm -hmm. And they replaced her like that, you know, like Sky Sailor is here, <laughs> like truly the next day or something. She's like, wouldn't it be great to prove them wrong? Will is like, hey, Dink, Sam, you got a new teammate. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she, he's like, Kayla's joining the team and I'm going to coach her. They're all really excited. And she hugs him. And I will say, Will smiles this little smile. And you're like, oh. I'm starting to see something happening here. <laughs> I'm about to see a, a, a gruff heart get warm. We love to see it. <laughs> Again, I do think he could work a little harder to play gruff. I, I don't think he excels at gruff, but he does excel at the heartwarming, the, the warming of the heart. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Words are exchanged between Kayla and Sky, and there's some harsh words, like... <laughs> Guy says something about Kayla being daddy's little girl. Mm -hmm. Tell me why my girl Kayla comes back with talking about her split ends. Like, come on here. I even said, Kayla, you fell into the same trap. And you know who else said that? Will. He was like, sorry, that's, that's what you said. And he says, you want to show her what you're made of? Stop trading insults and beat her at her own game. Mm -hmm. On the half pipe, you know? That lights a fire in Kayla, finally. I mean, I also think she was pretty inspired the whole way up. She did ask him to train her not one scene ago. But this is where we really see a spark light in her. She's like, you're right. And oh my God, <laughs> we get a training montage to a song I think Avery would like to shout out. <laughs> okay, okay. I love this montage because while Kayla is getting trained by Will, she's also fixing up hot doggers and y'all they do a song titled <laughs> of the movie cloud nine and i was like oh my gosh this is so good like let me go find this on spotify who sings this song tell me why it's dove cameron and luke 
It's so funny because I knew it was her voice for sure, and I was like, "That's is that is that him?" It's wild in a non-musical movie to do your own song on the soundtrack. To do a title track, the main character doing a title track, y'all. It's a duet. It is so good. I want to say right now that I have listened to it on repeat for the past like 36 hours and I am obsessed with this song. It's 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 a jam. I like was getting like very like modern accidentally in love vibes. Very good. And I will say it's such a like I don't know if we have a list of decom traits, but it's such a decom thing to be like these stars should do a song for the soundtrack that's featured in the movie. That doesn't happen in other movies. Like, you're never going to be like, hey, Scarlett Johansson, do you want to sing a song for this movie in which you're not singing? Like, it's... <laughs> I thought of her because she does sing, but so maybe that has happened. <laughs> At the end of this montage, we do see, like, Will and Kayla, like, doing a little flirting on the snow, on, on the slopes. And Nick is looking in the distance. Mm-hmm. He looks like he feels some type of way, I will say. Yes. <laughs> They are, and she's like, in this training montage, a few things are happening. She's outpacing Sam and Dink. Like she is in it to win it. Like they're getting Mm -hmm. exhausted Mm -hmm. by the amount they're training, but like she just keeps going. It's very, it's not like level, the level of the Mulan training montage, but it is that same feeling of like, she's doing better than these guys. And she's starting to impress Will. You do see that, which I, uh, I really liked seeing. And she's also, um, Giving the dog, uh, she gave uh, Donald a makeover, Donald the dog, not to, because this montage does have two goals. <laughs> I will say it's a little bit split in its mission. Like that's when I started to get very legally blonde vibes. Cause she's like, everybody feels better when they have a makeover. And it did mm. feel like it's primarily a lifetime movie in the form of a decom, but it, they were like, let's sprinkle some legally blonde. And to your point, this montage has gorgeous little moments of them smiling at each other. And I wanted to say Luke Benward slash Will Cloud has the look down. And do you know what I mean when I say the look? We should say it for our listeners, but do you know what I mean? Well, no, I want you I want you to say what what is the okay. look? The look is something, and I, I will say the person I've most seen talk about it is Alana Bennett on Twitter. She is a TV writer who is was a like BuzzFeed TV and film critic or something like that. She's a queen. Everyone should follow her. I'm just saying. <laughs> she is a queen. I recommend following her. She's going to be like, wow, why did I get three new followers? <laughs> but she's extremely talented. And sometimes she tweets about rom-coms. And one of the things she talks about is the look, which is when the romantic lead, uh, the male romantic lead, even if he doesn't say anything or he doesn't like do anything, the way he looks at the female romantic lead, you're like, Oh, oh, <laughs> it's Keep all falling. in the look. <laughs> yes, Avery, if you have anything to add, because I did kind of leave it up. to. <laughs> no, I, I think you nailed it down perfectly. Like, I do think, I mean, I, I think about it to a very specific moment and we're getting very like within the weeds. But I, I think one of my favorite the looks is probably in 13 going on 30. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> 
Jenna and Maddie are kind of doing that montage of like trying to revamp the magazine. Mm -hmm. And you see like the fan is behind her. The leaves are blowing and you see um, Maddie like taking the pictures, but also looking at Jenna with that look of like, (gasps) I'm falling for her. It is so beautiful. I I do love a good look. I love a good look in a movie. And I do think Will has... The look, which is so lovely. Yeah. I love a good look. I wrote that they have decent chemistry because if someone can pull off the look, it takes the chemistry up a notch. And I do think he leveled it up. Yeah. We also don't see how she saves money on this renovation. It looks expensive as hell, if I'm being frank. (laughs) She replaces everything in this dog kennel. (laughs) And like, they're like, wow, it looks incredible. And it looks different. I don't know if it looks better. (laughs) There's a lot of red plaid for me to claim it looks better. (laughs) But it looks fresh and new, and it's like, I do understand why people who bring their dogs to a ski resort would think it looked nice. And that is maybe not as nice as it could be as of a compliment. And the mom's like, this must have cost a fortune. But they're like, no, Kayla's a bargain hunting machine. How? How did she get all these renovations on a bargain? <laughs> Girl, I don't know, because I saw people coming in and out, and I was like, who's paying these people? <laughs> Obviously her father. I don't know why we're pretending she's a bargain hunting. Yes. Will's mom is like so grateful for this makeover of the doc kennel. And mom clearly sees that like they have chemistry because (laughs) she sees the look and she's like, oh, you guys should get out of here. Go enjoy yourselves. (laughs) To be fair, they are flirting up a storm in front of his mother, like directly in front of his mother. Of course she told him to get out. She's like, I don't want any. No, it's because she's like rooting for them. But if I were her, I would have been like, get out because I don't want this in my my place of business. He's like, I thought you were allergic to dog hair. And she's like, I'm just allergic to bad hair in general. And then she like, first of all, talk shit about his gorgeous head of hair. He's like, you love it. And I was like, like I gasped. (laughs) I will say there are moments here where their tension is very palpable. And I Uh also, I don't know if you noticed too, and this is a comment I made like at the end of the movie, but I will bring it up now. There are moments in this movie when they are having conversation and I swear their faces are like two inches away from each other. And I'm just like, (laughs) dude, are we gonna kiss i fully agree and i'm not just saying this i will say i was texting my friends some friends about the end of high school musical 2 earlier today so just as a reference like just like eight years before uh, seven years before this right it would take two movies for like decom stars to kiss if that's like a, a sense of like where a decom is in terms of tension but these two they have palpable Tension, as Avery said. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're like, she sets them, uh, she lets them go for the day. And the mom is like, thank you. I haven't seen him this happy since he was competing. And I was like really thrilled to hear that. Like Will has his old smile back. And you know who brought it back? Kayla Morgan. And that moment really, I stopped and I said, I love this movie. <laughs> like I really typed up, I love this movie. <laughs> I was delighted. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is where, this is when I, oh, well, okay. I feel like we're getting into the weeds. So let's, let's proceed. Let's keep on talking. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But they, they go out for their walk. It looks like they get ice cream or snow cones of some sort. I'm yeah. like, it's cold out here, but okay. Um, And so they're, they're looking into the night sky and they look at Tyson's peak, which is like this huge mountain in the background. And Will is like telling her like how dangerous it is and like joking about like, you know, 
it's it's dangerous it's deadly like the last person who was on there like they never found him (laughs) but this conversation also leads to kayla like trying to convince will to snowboard with the team like she's Mm -hmm. determined to like get him back on the powder again yes she also he also says snowboarding down tyson's peak is impossible and that's when we first hear kayla say nothing is impossible i don't know when this became her catchphrase but this is the first time we hear it and it's like I don't know when she started to believe it, but it's something Kayla starts to really, really believe. Mm -hmm. Um, But also the snowboard down Tyson's Peak, you need a helicopter. So it's not like they're going to do that. The next morning, Kayla wakes up and she hears her parents talking. And so Kayla's mom is like, oh, I've talked to Will's mom. And like, she says that Kayla's doing great at the dog kennel and that Will's been training her and that he's getting Mm -hmm. really good. And fans, this is where you would think like, any normal parent, any normal dad would be like, yeah, like, that's awesome. That's great. I'm proud of my daughter. No, Kayla's dad, mind you, Kayla's like on the second floor, like overhearing this conversation. Kayla's dad goes, oh, well, I hope that she doesn't fail. Like, I don't think that she can win against the Swift team. What? And I will say, I'm proud of our girl, Kayla, who, as you know, we've watched her really go on a journey here. I said it a little while ago. She was annoying at the start of the movie. But I think an earlier Kayla would have heard this and been like really distressed. But she hears this and he goes, she can't win. That's impossible. And our girl says nothing is impossible. And she's inspired. And she goes to Will and she's like, yo, you got to teach me the cloud and I. (laughs) I got to say, she really went zero to 60 on this mission. Yeah. And Will's over here like, yeah, no, I'm not going to teach you the cloud nine. Like, it is dangerous. And so Kayla takes this as a like, Will doesn't believe in her. Will says it's about, oh, and yeah, she's like, you don't believe in me. And Will's like, it's not about me believing you. It's about like you believing in yourself. Shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Are we the Mighty Ducks or what? Because I just feel like. I know a lot of of Mighty Ducks talking. (laughs) And so this even fires up Kayla even more. So Mm -hmm. what does our girl decide to do? She decides that she's going to go up Tyson's Peak to prove that like if she can do Tyson's Peak, she can do the cloud nine. So she goes to the helicopter pilot and says like, oh, I'm scheduled to go up Tyson's Peak. And this man is like, uh, I don't see you on my schedule. And she's like, oh, really? Well, I guess I'll go talk to my father. And she's <laughs> like, he's like, oh, no, 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 no. A real misuse of her privilege for this mission, I will say. Yes. And then this man believes her or lets her get on this helicopter. Sir, I am concerned. She is a teen girl. <laughs> The classic, right? Like, I mean, this last, last movie, we had these boys traveling through time with no adult supervision. Now there are adults and they're like, all right. Truly, he's like, be safe out there. Yes. Sir, where are your consent forms? You're leaving a teen girl at the top of a notoriously treacherous mountain. I am so concerned. So concerned. And And here's the thing. So he drops her off at Tyson's Peak. And then they're like, oh, we got to we got to capture this. So they decide to to broadcast live Kayla going down the peak. So the whole resort is watching her go down this treacherous mountain. What? But you know what? Kayla says nothing's impossible. No doubt. No fear. (laughs) This is truly the moment where I said this is my Olympics. (laughs) 
Because this girl, I do think her stunt double is taller than her. <laughs> it's not super noticeable, but I was like, obviously we know it's not Dove Cameron, but I was like, I feel like they also didn't get a tiny girl to do it. <laughs> but we, um, Will is watching. Donald the dog is watching. Team Swift is watching. Mm-hmm. And Kayla is killing it. And I truly was just like, I am so proud of this girl. She's she's giving it her all. And the whole lodge is cheering. Your girl starts an avalanche. Kayla is racing against an avalanche, y'all. <laughs> like racing. Who does she think is going to win? What? Our girl gets buried under the snow. Will immediately gets on a snowmobile and comes to rescue her. Oh, also brings Donald on the snowmobile to come and rescue her. He's like, yeah, yeah. He says the line, come on, Donald, we don't have much time. She can't breathe under the snow. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for letting us know, Will. (laughs) Was that for Donald or was that for us? (laughs) So Donald, like the good dog that he is, finds her under the snow. Will is digging. He's like, oh, say something. And what does our girl say? Nothing is impossible. <laughs> and he like Will calls her out. He's like, you risked your life just to prove a point? Dumb. <laughs> but then like they lift up their arms and the camera show that she's okay. And like even Team Swift is hype and excited. Like I, we see Sky Sailor like smiling about it. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh shit. Yeah, it is cool. <laughs> it is cool that Kayla's alive. <laughs> this is where we go from DCOM to Hallmark movie because. <laughs> <laughs> because listeners, we're in this gorgeous. <laughs> Indoor pool. Like, when was the budget for this? This gorgeous pool. And it's Nick and Kayla, like, in the pool, dangerously close. Mm -hmm. And Kayla's like, oh, well, like, the only reason why I went down Tyson Peak is because, like, I wanted to impress you so that you could teach me the Cloud Nine trick, (laughs) y'all. And then, and then we are, like... So close to kissing. So close. So close. This is when I'm typing in all caps aggressively. <laughs> and what happened, Jahan? <laughs> this is when I go all caps because I laughed out loud. Kayla's mom is like, brought you guys some towels. <laughs> this girl was like, these children have no clothes on. They're in my pool under my roof. <laughs> Absolutely not. Like, it was too steamy. Yeah. They needed that mom. They needed to step away. <laughs> she like wants it, but like what Kayla says is, I just want to be great. And he's like, you were great. But he's like, not sure about the cloud nine still. Yes. Will leaves after mom interrupts their moment. Rightfully so, I'll say. <laughs> I know we got to keep it PG here. Um, I was like, am I a Puritan? Because this is not in my decoms. <laughs> I'm gone. Um, so then, then the next day, uh, we're back on the slopes. And so we want to see what Will can do on a board. Will gets back on the snowboard. Yes, he has agreed to join the team. Yes, he has agreed to join the team. I'm sorry, I should have said mm-hmm. that first. He decides that he's actually going to join their team. And then we're going to see what Will can do. And like, Will's like busting some moves and like doing great. But then we do see will fall and like we're all in a panic because we're like traumatized 
because we saw his like epic fail the first time. And so um, we're nervous about if he's going to be okay. Meanwhile, asshole Nick is looking in the background, sees him fall and goes, once an epic failure, always an epic failure. Like, what the heck? And then he puts he puts an arm around Sky Sailor. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, fans, I was heated. Kayla and his friends go check on him and Nick falls and he says that like, he's a little sore, but he's okay. And Kayla's like, don't ever do that again because I need you. <gasps> and I was like... <laughs> and you know who else was like that? Sam and Dink were like, yo, what's going on? This is how I coach snowboarder relationship. And Kayla's like, I need someone to teach me the cloud nine. And I was yeah. like, that's not all you need. Your mom knows. We know. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to Will. You're lying to Sam and Dink. Oh, it's great, y'all. The tension, the chemistry. But in the next scene, we see Kayla walking the halls. And Kayla sees Nick and Sky together in the hall, like together, together. Yeah. And this is distressing. What does Sky say? And she goes, oh, winners should be with winners. Like, and Nick is like, yeah, we, we just weren't a good match. So it wasn't about space after all. He lied. Mm-hmm. My God. Um, and then Kayla is not feeling her best. And she does kind of fall to some of her old antics. And Will walks up after Nick and Sky walk away. And she's like, hey, do you think my hands are small? And he's like, they look fairly regular size to me. And she's like, maybe just hold it more normally to check. And so she's like tricking him into holding her hand. And to be clear, he seems to enjoy holding her hand for a second before he realizes she's doing it so that Nick can see it. And then he doesn't feel so good. <laughs> Let uh, me just say for the listeners, I am determined to try this line and see if it works. I'm right now. Hey. I have dainty little hands. Can you double check? Yeah. <laughs> a wild line. So she's still, but you know, she's still putting in the work and Sky like snowboards down after her and totally outdoes her, uh, outdoes her, outdoes her. Like Sky is outdoing her. And Kayla's like, how am I supposed to compete with that? And Will, who is now like a little bit annoyed because of the hand holding thing says, are we still talking about snowboarding? Are we still talking about snowboarding? And she's like, forget it. Let's just start working on the cloud nine. We get a little montage with another great song. (laughs) And Sam and Dink don't look like they think Kayla can do it because she keeps crashing and crashing. She like, this is just part one of the cloud nine. Will shows her part one of the cloud nine. Mm -hmm. And Kayla is not getting it. Yeah. And so she's training. She's training hard. She's trying. And I think at one point, Nick comes up to Will and is like, she's going to hurt herself and like, you know, placing those seeds of doubt into Will because now Will is concerned that, you know, Kayla might get injured or that she might not be able to do it. Meanwhile, Nick's dad sees Kayla training the cloud nine move and man is shook. Like he's like, what is going on? Like, why does she look good? Why is she improving? He's not happy and he talks to Sky. He's like, she can't pull that off. Right. And Sky. Sky does a little bit of redeeming herself here. She's like, not yet, but I wouldn't count her out. The dad's like, uh, you said you could beat her. And she's like, and you said she was a pampered princess with no talent, but you were wrong. Mm. Yeah, you heard. <laughs> so Will is still is being like, now Will's had that doubt put in his mind and he's being hard on Kayla. He's like, you're hesitating, you know the moves, but you're not attacking. 
And she's like, okay, so I'll do it again. And he's like, nah, we're out of time and you're not ready. I'm not going to teach you this move so you can go get hurt. It's not worth it. And she's like, what's not worth it? And he's like, clearly still mad about the handholding and thinks Mm -hmm. that she's doing this all to win Nick back. Mm -hmm. He's like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to like train you for some like, for like, it's not, this isn't for romance. If she's not doing it to board. Oh my goodness, this scene, Avery. Okay, so (laughs) this happens. And then she's like, we're done. And he goes, we're done. And Jahan, I already know what you're going to say. What did this remind you of? A little film called In the Land of Women. (laughs) Just, this is not decom relevant at all. But there are certain clips of a movie you could watch one million times. I have never seen the full film In the Land of Women. But the clip of Kristen Stewart and Adam, uh, it's uh, Adam Brody, right? Uh uh Saying, so I guess we're done? Yeah, we're done. And walking away from each other? And then running back to make out <laughs> is iconic. And Burned in my brain. <laughs> I think we both say, so we're done. <laughs> or we, we used to say it a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yes, so Kayla says, that's not true. Things are so different now. Will is like, they're not different enough. We're done. Kayla says, yeah, we're done. And she goes a little further. Yes. Because she says, well, she says that she's tired of guys who don't believe in her. And she says this while Will is walking away from her. My boy Will turns, goes back to Kayla, and then he kisses her. He kisses her. (laughs) This truly is our Olympics now. And it's not about the snowboarding. (laughs) Y'all, this was, again... Jahan brought it up. It takes multiple movies in the DCOM universe for us to get this kind of kiss, to get for us to get this kind of chemistry. And the fact that we got this in this hour and 29 minute movie, like just blew me away. Fans, I did Google after and I'm not I'm not 100 percent confident, but your girl was Googling hard last night. Were they dating? (laughs) I needed to know. I will say, I don't think they were because I feel like she was dating like a Liv and Maddie co-star. I don't know if she dated him first, the uh, Luke Benward first. There were rumors and I didn't there find rumors. anything confirmed, but like, I, I just, yeah. I'll say they both have met, uh, they both have dated co-stars many times. So I wouldn't be surprised. Like both of them have had long-term relationships with co-stars. And so she's like, I'm in this 100% and I don't care if Nick believes in me. I don't care if my dad or anyone else thinks I can't win at Fire and Ice, but I need you to believe in me. And he says, I believe in you. And he's got this gorgeous little Will Cloud smile on his little face. (laughs) This movie is really uh, like a celebration of how hot this man is. (laughs) And if you thought differently, you're mistaken. If you thought this was about a girl coming into her own and learning how to stand on her own, you're wrong. It's about how hot this man is. (laughs) And then, um, so now we've seen that Kayla knows her shit. And you know what? Someone else has too. And Nick's dad, Sebastian Swift, approaches her and says, I was wrong. Give Team Swift another chance. We want you competing with us tomorrow. And like, Kayla looks excited. And I'm like, oh shit, why is she so excited? She's like, what about Will and our team? And he's like, we'll figure that out later. 
because you want to be on a team that's going to put you on the map, right? You'll be the most well-known female snowboarder on the national circuit if you're on our team. Mm-hmm. And I like, hope you make the right decision. And Kayla, again, looks very excited. And we're starting to see, like, this is what she cared about at the start of the movie, right? She wanted to get her name out there. Yeah, it's a true, I think this is a true test of her growth. Is she going to go back and be the sporty, bratty, team swift girl that she once was? Or has this experience with Will and the hot doggers, like, has this changed her for the better? It's a true test of character, y'all. The next day, the competition is here. You know, Sam and Dink are excited. They're like, we got this. Forecast calls for victory. And tell me why Kayla shows up in a fucking Team Swift uniform on my... uh, I was just about to say, on my lovely Christmas holiday. I can't be quoting the holiday right now. (laughs) But she shows up in a Team Swift uniform after all we've been through, Kayla. Fans... My mouth dropped. I was betrayed. I was like, I can't believe Kayla did this. Like, I cannot believe after that gorgeous kiss on the slopes. Like, I cannot believe she did this to Will. I was like, do you not know how human emotions work? Why would you do this to this boy after all y'all have been through? But apparently a girl just decided the worst possible moment to turn in her Team Swift uniform. Yeah. Our girl Kayla's like, ah, I just thought this was a good moment to like return my Team Swift uniform. Here you go. Our girl sticks with her boo will. And uh, cruel, cruel to do to us. I really, I will say, you know, it's been eight years since we watched this movie because I really was aghast. Oh, same. (laughs) You know, it's going to take more than a new uniform to get rid of her. And this movie is a movie that loves fake outs, right? Will pretended to be knocked out. Donald's constantly faking dead. Donald the dog. And another fake out from Kayla this time. But... Team Swift is not like, you know, competing with the hot doggers because that's their new team name. They have their own uniforms. The mom showed up. Kayla designed them. They look cool as hell. And now the competition starts. Men's half pipe is first. I will say that's definitely for the plot of the movie because how many times have you seen like the men's competition go first? (laughs) We are we are killing it to a great montage. I loved the fireworks, the lights that came up every time everybody competed. Very cool light show. Yes. And it seems to be like, so the the men compete, the women's compete, and then it's like overall team score. And so teams have been going like the Hot Doggers and Team Swift have basically been like neck and neck throughout this competition. Yeah. The Hot Doggers, I would say, are showing them up a little bit in the men's competition. Like we see a couple of Team Swift members like fall and the Hot Doggers aren't falling. Will nails it in round one he is ahead of nick nick falls Mm -hmm. um and will cloud has the lead so nick is obviously feeling the pressure his terrifying dad is right there round two they both do a great job they both land all of their tricks and Mm -hmm. unfortunately nick swift wins and like this could have been a very sad and upsetting moment but like kayla says it best that's not bad for taking a year off yeah and will's like yeah watch out for me next year because he's back he He was gone for a year and he's back in the sport he loves, which is so wonderful. Mm -hmm. Nick wins. It's wonderful for him, (laughs) not for us. Um, And Avery, I need I need you to celebrate a music cue with me because the women's competition is about to start and we get a gorgeous music cue. One that we have seen in past DCOMs. Perfect song, One Girl Revolution starts playing. I'm a one girl revolution. revolution. 
I mean everything that I wanna be. I am confident. <laughs> If you grew up in the early 2000s, you probably know this song by heart. Like, it's in this movie. It's in a ton of DCOMs. It's in a Mary-Kate Nashley movie. Like, it's in Cadet Kelly specifically is what yes. I'm remembering. I don't yes. know which um, MKNA movie you're thinking of, but... I'll have to think. I'll have to go back in my We'll brain. have to do but some research. <laughs> we'll have to do research. But this song is everywhere. I want to say Holiday in the Sun, but regardless, this movie, this... It has it all. <laughs> so Kayla nails round one. She kills it. So does Sky. But after round one, Kayla is in the lead. Then Kayla does her round two. I mean, Sky does her round two run. And your girl has an almost perfect run. Her scores mm-hmm. are like high. Mm-hmm. And um, the commentator is no, you know, it would take an impossibly perfect performance from Kayla to take the women's title and like beat Sky Sailor. So Kayla is about to go do her run. But first, Kayla's dad comes up and tells her that he is proud of her. (sighs) Tears, like finally becoming the parent that we always wanted him to be. And Mm -hmm. just letting her know how proud she is. Like it means the world to Kayla. Because again, like her whole world was fake yeah he apologizes for underestimating her and we're like and it's like just finally like one of the men in her life other than will who like as you said believes in her yeah and uh oh my god what we see from coach swift then is he's like hey nick come over here and points out kayla's dad hugging her and is like all that sappy fatherly pride is gonna take the edge off her right before she drops in this is perfect. He's like, wow. He's, he basically is like, wow, she's going to go soft because she got that hug. <laughs> Y'all, this is when Nick loses his shit. Like he, <laughs> he goes in. He's like, I want, like, why, why is this bad? Like, why is it bad for a dad to be proud for being like just who they are? Like Nick is having a mental breakdown, y'all. Like he cannot handle it. <laughs> I typed in all caps. Nick is going through it. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, going through it. Very upset. Just wants a dad to be proud of who he is, and then he reveals, like, oh, you like. Let's talk about how you cheat, and let's really talk about what happened with Kayla Sled. <laughs> y'all, we find out from Nick here that Nick ran into the sign on purpose so that Kayla could get kicked off the team. (laughs) Oh my God. He's truly, he just lays it all out on the table. He's like, my dad needed a reason to kick Kayla off the team. So they, you know, they made one happen. And (laughs) this boy is like, so tell me, dad, are you proud of me now? And the dad's like, everything I've always done for you to help you achieve your dream. And we get the most classic of classic Disney Channel original movie lines. It's not my dream. It's yours. <laughs> wild that it's coming from a character we don't like, but yeah, it's not. Which is wild because I will say it was his dream the whole movie, but the way they're going after it, absolutely the dad's business. Yeah. Um, and he apologizes to Kayla and Kayla and Will are like, they're like, oh, we're like, okay, back to the competition. <laughs> 
this happened between between rounds. She was probably supposed to be up on the slopes minutes ago. And Will is like, you're going for it, aren't you? What does our girl Kayla say, Avery? Nothing. Is it possible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the commentators are like, there's got to be a lot of pressure on Kayla because, you know, the women's title and the overall team victory are on the line. And she's got to pull off something spectacular. It's all or nothing at this point. Like, why wouldn't she go for it, honestly? It's mm-hmm. And I then typed in all, like, she gets up there and she says, no fear, at the same time that Will says, no fear, down in the, the crowd. And I truly typed, no fear, baby, in all caps. Because I, the adrenaline coursing through my body at this point in the movie, <laughs> Truly at all time high. We watch her snowboard. We watch her attempt the cloud nine and Will is counting the the turns she's making. Yeah. I guess the rotations. Mm -hmm. And with some hilarious visuals, because she seems to go both directions in the air, I would say in this moment. (laughs) But she does one, two, three, and she lands it. And I, when I tell you, I threw my arms into the air, like watching it on my little screen. <laughs> and everyone, everyone is losing their shit. The whole crowd. <laughs> They're like just over the moon. And she is the first person to ever land a cloud nine. Beautiful. The journey, the growth. I'm so proud of our girl. <laughs> Tens across the board, which means she wins. And the hot doggers win. Yay! <laughs> so, hooray, end of the movie. The hot doggers tackle this girl. It's so cute. I will say, I, I know Sam and Dink were not big characters, but the excitement they feel when she pulls this off, they like lift her in the air. And honestly, Nick even looks happy for them. Sky Sailor looks impressed. And yeah, a beautiful, beautiful ending to a gorgeous film. And then we, of course, we get their cloud nine. If if you roll through the credits fans, we also get another, you know, another play of cloud nine by Luke Penguin and Jeff Cameron. Thank God. <laughs> yes. The wow. End. <laughs> the end. I gotta say, this one really got me. And I know I say that every time. <laughs> but what a ride. And- We have said it time and time again throughout this movie, but I, again, I want the behind the scenes tea. I've got to know if these co-stars dated because the chemistry, the tension, it was just there. It was great. And we've already said this again, but Hallmark quality, Hallmark quality. This movie really had it all, right? You got the Hallmark romance. You got the the DCOM uh, and like Mighty Ducks-esque sport movie. And... It was a joy. <laughs> As I think we often say, it's a, a little silly about money <laughs> as a like a caveat, but like generally a joy to watch. Great chemistry for a DCOM. So should we take it over to Adam's corner to hear what Adam thought? Yes, Adam, we are curious. This was our second time watching this. I'm hoping that it was your first. It was, yeah. I will say before we get into this, I received notes from listeners that they missed Adam's corner on the last episode. So thank goodness your computer is back up and running. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, well, I will kind of echo that like adrenaline point, Jayon. Like when Kayla was going down the mountain, like the stunts in this are like 
pretty good. They must have had a really good stunt budget for this. Like a lot of it wasn't CGI. <laughs> a tall, a tall stunt. Yeah, double. exactly. That, I, I had that same note. I was like, she does seem like four or five inches taller than the actress playing Kayla, but whatever. Um, but yeah, like it wasn't CGI. It was like actual stunts. Like a lot of them was like shot on GoPro, as you could tell. That was super cool. It seems like a lot of the spills they have on the half pipe are like legit stunt spills, you know, like, uh, am I correct in saying there's no jokes about how someone is on cloud nine? Like I was waiting for <laughs> Kayla at the end to be like, oh, I'm on cloud nine after winning this award using the cloud nine. I think you are correct that they never make a cloud nine pun somehow. Uh, that's such a missed opportunity. That's such a missed opportunity. I agree. These screenwriters really, really <laughs> sucked up. Uh, I can't believe that. But other than that, great work. It should have been the last line in the movie. It should have been Kayla looking, because she looks right into the camera at the end with the freeze frame. You should have just been like, and that was the day I was on cloud nine after winning it. Okay, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, I figured I would bring some uh, absolutely classic Google reviews. I was telling Avery before we started rolling, it seems like some class watched this uh, like a, some middle school or elementary school class watched this and the teacher told them to go on Google and review it because a lot of them are very similar in length. <laughs> some of them have a big designation of like student in brackets next to their name. It's always like full names. Some of them have like a middle initial, they're capitalized. It's all anyway. So I won't say their full names on the podcast. You know, this one is from Brooklyn H. Uh, she says, this movie is breathtaking, show-stopping, and an absolute modern classic in film. I could watch this movie every day for the rest of my life. In fact, I have watched this movie almost every day since seeing it. God bless capitalism for breeding such innovation. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get through it without laughing. Dove Cameron portrays the perfect it girl with a softer, more genuine side. Luke showcases the perfect nonchalant high school boy. Both characters have many layers to them, making the movie's plot truly interesting. The move, not movie, the move is again a modern classic that will have an everlasting presence not only in the film industry, but society as a whole. So just these kind of like paragraphs of... They're, I mean, they're positive movie reviews, but I, it's like, what? I don't know. I just, I literally stumbled upon these two minutes before we hopped on here. <laughs> okay. Breathtaking. Breathtaking. A modern classic. I love the line, God bless capitalism for breeding such innovation. That's where it sounds like maybe Brooklyn's a little older than it was let on earlier in the review. That's what I'm like, I okay, need Brooklyn to come on the pod. Like, that was such Brooklyn, a wonderful review. I couldn't have said it better myself. Avery and I were at a loss for words listening to it. Like, I, for a couple of seconds after Adam read it, we were both, like, agape and... With good reason. Brooklyn really spoke our hearts. <laughs> yeah. Um, this second one is from Shiloh M., who also has the student designation. Dear Dove Cameron, if you're seeing this, I've seen you in shows and movies. Thank you for being such a great person. LOL, comma, I have a shirt that says something like long live evil on it with Mal on it, which I'm assuming is a reference to the descendants. Okay. I haven't seen it yet, so... I had to Google that one. No worries. You'll get there. <laughs> also, you should do a movie with Ross Lynch. He's the person who plays Austin Moon in Austin Alley. I feel like you two could work well together in a show. Welp, that's what I had to say, dot, dot, dot. 
I have a feeling that you're not going to see this. So whoever gets this, and then the rest of this is all caps. Send it to Dove Cameron if you can. Thank you. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Your fan, comma, Shiloh M. And then it does the um, colon three, so it looks like a cat smiling. I gotta say, <laughs> these children need to... These children need to have our jobs. I know we're not paid to do this, but they they should take our jobs. A, po a podcast of just you two reading all of these that you could find. <laughs> these were fantastic. I have, I have two more if you want to hear them. Mm -hmm. uh, this one is from Claire D. This one was kind of a whole thing was a run on sentence. So I had to add some periods here just for my own breathing sick <clears throat> to be honest the acting wasn't too shabby but in a few parts a little cheesy nick i honestly was not a huge fan of and he did some really rude things tbh and kayla deserved way better sky was the worst plot twist ever to exist in disney movie cinematic history i really did however enjoy the hot doggers i thought it was very entertaining and a great name for their team because swift is not creative kayla was a little much with the attitude and the outrageous outfit she was wearing didn't match and i thought it was a little pg-13 when they were in the pool hashtag not appropriate <laughs> Overall, the music <laughs> overall the music was really, really delightful and quite snazzy, if I do say so myself. Donald, all caps, was my favorite in the movie, and I wish I owned him. He was a great add to the movie. Overall, everything movie, a 10 out of 10, just because of Donald. Thank you for asking. What did you think about Cloud9? Just a rhetorical question at the end of this review here. I love <laughs> that she addressed the inappropriateness of the pool Hashtag because I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> I'm telling you, she, these children need our job. She is giving the exact same review we are. The music was snazzy. <laughs> Donald was the star of the film. Thank you for asking. First of all, I don't know who asked her, but she said, thank you for asking. That's kind of like, what makes me think it's a school assignment. Like, that's kind of something I could see myself writing in like the second or third grade. If someone asked me to write a paragraph about something, like, what did you think about it? <laughs> mm -hmm. And she had, she had some notes, which yeah, I really like. Qu like quite like, snazzy, if I do say so myself, is what she said. But like, also did not approve of Sky as a plot twist. Like, that was like literal, she's giving actual notes on story. She was like, yes. maybe not. Think through your plot twists That's a little more. That's storyboarding right there. My God, I wish I was back as a second or third grade teacher so this could be an assignment <laughs> because <laughs> you bet I would do this for an assignment. <laughs> There's few things Avery would say she would go back to the classroom for, so that's high praise. <laughs> okay, uh, one last quick one from Izzy H. This one I just thought was pretty funny. It's not really much of a review. Hey guys, I feel like I'm on cloud nine right now because of this movie. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Also, Zendaya, if you're seeing this, I'm a massive fan of yours and I greatly admire your work. I thought Zapped was one of the best movies ever made along with How to Build a Better Boy. What I really liked about Zapped is the very realistic storyline, exclamation point. <laughs> anyway, if anyone could pass this on to Zendaya, that would be awesome, exclamation point. Who told these children that there was a way to get these reviews to, to Disney Channel stars? I don't know. Of other movies, What's... not of the actors that they're reviewing. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed the movie, Izzy, but you got a lot to say about Zendaya for someone who's watching a Dove Cameron picture. We'd just like to say also love Zendaya. <laughs> also Huge love fan. the reference to our How to Build a Better Boy. There you go. Yes, and we haven't done Zapped yet, but... 
I think there's a reason that you would reference both in the same sentence, and it's because they seem very similar from the posters sure. I've seen. For sure. Wow. The children. That's all I've got for you. I'm sure there's plenty more in there. I just found four and I was like, I have to stop. I'm going to have too many. Wow. A delight. Oh, thank you for talking about the GoPros because truly that was something I wouldn't have caught and wouldn't have noticed. But I'm glad to know that some of it was practical snowboarding. <laughs> I mean, not just those shots when it's like them kind of going over the camera when they're on the half pipe and then it's like them going cool. upside down. It's a lot of those kind of shots are on GoPros. It looks slightly different. Good to know. All right. Um, I guess we should talk cast a little bit. So, you know, we, we have talked about Luke Benward because obviously like he was in Minutemen, but we cannot stress enough the glow up. We cannot stress <laughs> it enough. Six years really did the boy some good because he is gorgeous. Um, <laughs> Minutemen, good luck, Charlie. Dumpling on Netflix. Go watch He's, it all. Yeah, we, we've talked about him a bit. I, I, I just in terms of we've talked about appearance, but like in terms of acting, I think he's we said he's got the look. And I also think he's he's doing a decent like rom-com lead job. I think he is someone who could mature into a good rom-com lead if he wanted to. He's mm -hmm. um, the movie doesn't ask a ton of him emotionally. So I'm not like, <laughs> but like, I think he did a great job uh, or a fine job. And I I will say he really impressed us in Minutemen with his emotional monologue. So this didn't ask as much of him. So I don't know if he still got the chops that he did as Charlie Tuttle, <laughs> but he's he's doing great work. Dove Cameron. So Dove Cameron, like Luke, is a Disney Channel regular. Luke is in three plus Disney Channel original movies. So I think we got to come up with a title for people based off the how. Like, I think we need to start a rank. Like, he's like a like a Disney Channel original movie regular. I think there's like, I'll come up with a ranking system and get back to y'all. But um, <laughs> Dove Cameron, similarly, she is among the uh, exalted few who get a whole Disney Channel original movie franchise. Mm -hmm. So she got a whole series in Descendants, which is three movies in and of itself with, a so with soundtracks, each and every one, with like a TV series. Kids were her character for Halloween. That's how big her other DCOMs got. Absolutely. And she had her own Disney Channel series, Liv and Maddie, where she played not one, but two girls, Liv and Maddie. She plays twins. I've watched a few episodes of Liv and Maddie. Like one day my friend and I just sat down and like put it on TV and we watched like five or six and I was having a great time. <laughs> really? I've never seen it. It's just like, it's like a solid Disney Channel sitcom. Like, um, okay. so she has done the Disney Channel work and she's just now sort of starting to... She hasn't Zendayed by any means, but she's starting to get roles outside of Disney and uh, show her stuff. To that end, she is a, I think she's kind of a musical theater person, right? So mm -hmm. she, um, so she's kind of exploring that realm too. Um, I have seen clips of her as Sophie in the Hollywood Bowl's Mamma Mia, which is important to me personally. She played Sophie and her sky was our main man, Corbin Blue. <gasps> Wait, how did I not know this? It's only a, like you had to go to this one show in the Hollywood Bowl. So I've watched like terrible quality clips on YouTube. What? I would love to see that. I had no idea. No idea. And I do think like, I think musical theater serves some of her abilities as an actor a little bit better mm -hmm. than sometimes 
the things D and well, I think she was great in Descendants, but to be fair, those are musicals. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there is something very like she's great about like campy and silly and like this movie when she had to be a whiny character and a bratty character. Maybe it was just the character was grating, but I don't think it was like using her to her full abilities. But yeah. she did good work. She did good work other than that. Like once her character was nice, she was great. But I think she's she's a really fun like actor when she's allowed to like use her musical theater charisma to its full abilities. So um and I was going to say, speaking of musicals, I was looking at her IMDb and I saw that she was in Netflix's, what is it? I'm going to butcher this title. Isn't it Sh- Schmigadoon? Oh, is she? That yes. makes sense to me. And I got to watch it. <laughs> and it's so funny too, because, you know, like Cecily Strong, Keegan-Michael Key, but also like Kristen Chenoweth is in that movie and like they play mother and daughter and Descendants. So I was like, oh, full casting. So I, to be fair, I've only ever seen Dumplin' once. But she was also in Dumplin' with Ben. Oh, I forgot she was in that. Yeah. yeah. With Luke Benward, right? Yes. She, yeah. She was in, I don't know why I said with Ben, Benward. I shortened his last name. But yes, they were in that movie together. And so I was like, oh, full, like, full picture. But yes, musicals are definitely her thing. Yeah. And she was, ugh, among other things, I'm seeing that she was Cher in Clueless, the musical off-Broadway, which I wish I had seen. <laughs> That sounds like a blast. Um, but yes, so she she's, again, just coming off like a long run of Descendants stuff. Like she's done a bunch of other stuff. Like she did some Marvel stuff, Marvel TV stuff in between. But it's like between every couple of years, there's Descendants stuff because she's just constantly doing more Descendants stuff. Yeah. But to that point, we'll get to this. But Descendants movies are great. So good. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, but I, I, I'm glad you brought up Kristen Chenoweth because I do feel like I don't know if she's at Kristen Chenoweth's vocal ability, to be clear. Like, Tony-nominated Kristen Chenoweth, who sings gorgeously on Broadway, in Glee, and notably <laughs> in, um, whatchamacallit, the pie show. <gasps> Pushing Daisies? Uh, Pushing Daisies. Why did I forget that title? But yes, she also sings in Pushing Daisies, not a musical show. So I'm not, like, saying she's necessarily at that level. But she does have a very similar energy to Kristen Chenoweth to me, where she's like very good at like that Glinda character, where she's a bubbly, mm. bubbly princessy character who's positive generally. So I do like that they're often paired together in things. Great, mm-hmm. great call casting. But anyway, I love Dove Cameron. I'm excited to see her do more. I think um, maybe she does. She's great on Disney Channel. I don't think she's gotten many non-Disney opportunities to show her stuff. She also yeah. sings a lot. I haven't listened to any of her music other than Cloud Nine <laughs> and the Descendants soundtrack. The Descendants soundtracks, perfect. My God. Descendants 2. No, no. <laughs> the Descendants 2 soundtrack, I would listen to it every day one year. Like, just like every day. I think some songs were on my top, tw- like my top end of year Spotify wrapped or whatever that year. Because they brought it in a way that did not need to be brought. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kenny Ortega masterpieces aside, let's get back to this cast. I do want to talk about Sky. Oh, yes, please talk about Sky. Yeah, so Sky is played, I hope I'm saying her first name right, Kiersey Clemens. She was in a little, I would say, would you call it an indie movie? Dope? Yeah. My brother loves dope. He, like, it's great. is obsessed with dope. And I was like, okay. Um, but he loves it. <laughs> I actually love her in a movie. 
another indie movie that came out a little bit later called Hearts Beat Loud. Yes. Oh my gosh. For those who have not seen this movie, I really think it is beautiful. I love the soundtrack of that movie. It's a great movie. I highly recommend it. Everyone go go watch. It's Hearts a lovely it's a lovely father-daughter movie with Nick Offerman from Parks and Rec. Um, yes. So, you know, I would also highly recommend it. So she's like a a little bit of an indie darling, I would say. <laughs> like Yes. But I also, I did see her. So I'm seeing that she is starting to break out into the DC Comics universe. Like she she was in Justice League. It looks like she's going to be in The Flash, an upcoming Flash movie or something like that. So I do see her like starting to become a little bit more mainstream. But Oh, she's a main character in The Flash I'm seeing. Sorry, I just went to look. Iris West is like a yeah. main character in The Flash yeah. world. Okay, so... My apologies. She was an indie darling and yes. she's like, um, she's busy. Like, I think I first saw her in Dope or Neighbors 2. Gorgeous film, Neighbors 2. <laughs> I have not seen it. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like a fine Seth Rogen comedy. <laughs> Go for it. She's, I think she's really great in several indie movies, which let people see, like, she had the on-screen charisma. She's so much better than a... Decom like mean girl villain with a side sure. role and so she's kind of getting those opportunities it looks like she's doing a lot so i'd say she might be like the most successful of our young cast because i haven't of our young cast i haven't seen like luke do a ton to like kind of match her he's done like some shows though i did want to talk about kayla's dad yes patrick fabian literally i saw his face and i was like the villain uncle in twitches ah that was like recognized him. That's <laughs> exactly what I recognized him from. I was like, this man's face is so familiar to me. And I was like, ah, I know why. <laughs> Twitches. Sorry if I spoiled some things. <laughs> but yes. Nobody's gonna remember. We'll we'll put Twitches in an October episode months from now, years from now, we'll be Thank fine. You. Thank you. Um, but I will say that this man has had a very extensive TV career. I also remembered him from Saved by the Bell, the college years. I think he actually played like a hot professor or like, I, I vaguely have that memory of him in, in Saved by the Bell. <laughs> and then just like looking at his other notable things on his IMDb, apparently he's in Better Call Saul, oh. which I have not yeah. seen, but critically acclaimed. Yeah, he is like a uh, consistently working char- uh, character actor. I think there's a whole fleet of, I think I've, they often play decom dads or like uncles or something. There's this fleet of like white men character actors who I cannot tell apart, but who, I think I've mentioned them on a previous episode, honestly, but that um, are like reliably decom dads, but that also like are often like dads, professors, uncles uh, across like prestige TV shows and like other things. They're all over the place. Mm -hmm. Mike C. Manning plays Nick Swift. He's uh, now doing a lot of producing, it seems like. Um, Yeah, Uh, but he, he like started on The Real World DC, which launched his career. He was on uh, the final season of This Is Us. So he's he acts currently. He seems to work pretty consistently. Good for him. I don't think any of the other cast is super notable. Agreed. I did want to quickly flag our director, Paul Hohen. Oh, okay. Yes. So he is best known for his directorial work with Nickelodeon and Disney Channel, it says, and especially his direction of Disney Channel movies including 
The Cheetah Girls 1 World, Camp Rock 2, The Final Jam, and then Zombies and Zombies 2. That's the, just the top line. If you go oh. to the second section, jump in, read it and weep. Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, You Wish, True Confessions, The Luck of the Irish. He's directed all of these? Yeah, I think so. Oh my gosh. That is incredible. He's a legend. Wait, How to Build a Better Boy. My guy, how do you get this gig? <laughs> I need him. I need I need his career path. ASAP. <laughs> I, I just, sorry I delivered those in such a confusing order. That's how his Wikipedia de- uh, delivers it. It's like, oh, also, by the way, he did these dozen too. Let's go to his IMDb. He's very busy. He um, did 26 episodes of Andy Mack. He is the go-to guy for DCOM directing, it seems like. Um, wow. Yeah, um, that's incredible. How to Build a Better Boy, Cloud Nine, Let It Shine, Dad Napped. Okay, it's actively too many decoms for me to count. <laughs> I'll come back with a count. Okay. But yeah, so he has been directing decoms since he directed Luck of the Irish in 2001. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so for 21 years, this man has been directing decoms. This is wild. So I think there's over a dozen DCOMs. Cloud9, How to Build a Better Boy, Invisible Sister, plus the three. So what I'm hearing is, let's follow him and let's see if we can get him on the show. (laughs) I gotta say, directing 15 made-for-TV movies over 21 years, that's a busy man. That sounds like a consistent line of work. He said, I never need to leave Disney Channel. I never need to do anything else. This is what I excel at. He's more prolific in DCOMs than Kenny Ortega, but nobody knows who he is. Whereas me, I could I could tell you about Kenny Ortega. Okay. <laughs> I wow, love that's this. remarkable. I love this for this man. Yes. We're going to do some deep diving on this man before the next episode. I can tell you that. <laughs> yes. Any other parting thoughts, Shahan, other than this okay, wonderful I do movie have was wonderful? A, this wonderful movie was wonderful. I have a correction to issue for our last episode. Oh, okay. Which is that Jason Dolly apparently does not teach Peloton. Somebody put that in his Wikipedia, but none of my friends can find him on it. <laughs> <gasps> what liars? Wiki. People are coming for me because I lied about Jason Dolly teaching Peloton. Listen, I'm just saying what I heard. <laughs> We do follow him on Twitter and I see him a lot on Twitch. Like he posts a lot. Apparently he has like a big Twitch following. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That seems to be a real, uh, a real moneymaker. It's incredible how many children are watching other people play video games, but I, I do not know that world at all. It's like this Nor do I. giant world of media that is just inaccessible to me. Yeah. This man has over like a million follower followers. And I do think it's because of that's his, so like, many Twitch more play. than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so a couple of things. By the time this episode is released, Karma's World Season 2 will be out on Netflix. And I've heard good things about the writer of the season premiere. (laughs) I've heard she's a babe. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard she has hard-hitting opinions on Disney Channel original (laughs) movies. What a a delight of a film. I really had a good time with it. It it had that romance that Avery and I need to survive. (laughs) I felt well-fed watching this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I do kind of want to watch this one again, which obviously I always want to watch DCOMs again, but I I, like, it felt very, um, I know it's March, but it felt very February. It felt very winter. It felt seasonal. It felt relevant given the recent Olympics. (laughs) Yeah. 
First, yeah. all, all the all of the above, all of the above. Yeah, I did want to say that next month is your birthday, and oh. I <laughs> and I know that you have been hinting that you want to do a musical decom. <laughs> I don't know if I meant to hint it, but I am always thinking about musicals. I would love to do a musical for next month. Okay, all right. I'm just going to I'm just going to float it out there. I feel like April it's it's we're well overdue for a musical. I agree. Well, have we done a, we did Camp Rock in our first iteration, but um, yes. we have not since done a musical, have we? We have not. Oh. Spin, I mean DJing, but not technically a musical. Yes, not. Okay. All right. So next time, get your listening ears ready cuz uh, we're going to do a musical. Okay, wait. Before we go, you can follow the podcast at From A to Xenon on Twitter. If you want to get in touch with us and tell us any crushes you have, we noticed you haven't yet. <laughs> Feel free to email supernovagirls2049 at gmail.com. <laughs> is it that people are having trouble with the email account? I don't know what the problem is. I was going to say, if you know the email's too long, we understand. You can just slide into our Twitter DMs. You can just do it that way. <laughs> the only people in our Twitter DMs are our other accounts, which are at Jahan413, <laughs> at Camille says 36 and you can follow Adam on all platforms at the podcast Adam. <laughs> but slide into those DMs. <laughs> Ski into those DMs. Ski, yeah. Uh, get some amplitude into those DMs. We love chemistry. We love drama. If anything you learned listening to this episode is that we want to love love. So help us. <laughs> See you guys next month. <laughs>